EHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been with my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people who are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, your host, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town. Welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This time on KB Cabaret, we welcome 2018 with some New Year's sketches, plus music from the band Jatoba. Welcome to our time to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. Dear Granny Ada, This year I have decided to meet the man of my dreams. It is a New Year's resolution, and I have made my plans. First, I am going on the Internet and join one of those matchmaking sites. Then I am going to post a picture and fill out my profile. I have chosen a great picture of myself from 20 years ago when I was 65 pounds lighter. However, no worries. I plan to touch it up a bit. This is the reason I am writing to you. My sister says I am crazy. I should post my photo as is. Now, why would I do that, Granny Ada, when I can make myself look a little thinner, a little younger, and a little more mysterious? After all, I'm touching up my bio just the same. I figure when the men meet me, my personality will charm them out of any questions they may have on a superficial level. Am I right, Granny Ada? Am I right? Signed, Just Playing Up to Superficial Fantasies. Dear Just Playing, How delightful. Photoshopping your photo and biography. After all, why not look 20 years younger, 65 pounds slimmer, and while we're at it, pretend to be a model for the Ford Agency? What harm can it do? Well, for starters... False pretenses, false advertising, fake and phony liar comes to mind. How can you possibly look in the mirror, much less go on a date, with so much false information stacked up about you? 
These men may live in a fantasy world, granted, but showing up and looking and acting so much more different than your profile may actually work against you, not for you. Slightly altering the truth is one thing, but pretending you're another person from another era is as conniving as trying to pass chalk for cheese. I would try a different tactic. Like dollying yourself up a bit, take a selfie, and then tell the truth in a pretty package sort of way. Now that's playing above board and a full deck. Thank you for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Ada. love our parents. We know we can't kill them, so that's why we write comedy. KB Cabaret presents The Dysfunctionals. Well, they should be here in a few minutes. You know, I'm curious how it went. I know how it went. My daughter's an idiot. That's not very nice. She just wants to help Mother Ruth. Her mother's fine. Ruth is a very anxious lady. She's always been anxious. So what? Well, Alice found this world-renowned stress therapist. She studied the art of Reiki and has healed many of our friends. Alice just thought she could help her mother. Oh, look, here they are. Now be nice. I'm always nice. Hi, honey. Mother Ruth. Well, how did it go? Where's the server? Why? I need to drink. Excuse me, uh, uh, may I have a double vodka martini, please? Extra olives. Yes, ma'am, right away. I can't believe you took me there. Look at me, look at me. I'm still shaking. I see it went well, Ruth. <laughs> Are you kidding, Stanley? I'm more nervous now than I was when I went into that stupid washerwoman's room. Washerwoman? She was a quack, not a doctor. I take that back. I don't want to insult washerwomen. I have no idea what you are saying. My metaphysical energy, my aura, what the heck does that mean? Reiki is a Japanese healing art form. I have a feeling the Japanese are laughing at how stupid we are in believing that crap. Ma! I told you she's an idiot. I am not. Reiki is all about the channeling of energy, the healing power of touch, the sweeping away of the negative and bringing forth the positive. I've been trying to sweep away your negative energy for years. Obviously that hasn't worked. You are so disrespectful. Well, what happened? Well, first I had to lie on a table. I want you to close your eyes, Ruth. Just breathe in and out, slowly counting. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Feel each part of your body, starting with your toes, then your ankles, going all the way up to the crown of your head. Listen, lady, if I wanted to feel my body, I wouldn't be here. Ruth, close your eyes and imagine slowly getting up, walking to a beautiful gilded arched double door. Remember, Ruth, you are always in safety. I don't see a gilded arch double door. No, Ruth, close your eyes. Just imagine. What? The door. 
All I see is a door that has an exit sign above it. Close your eyes, Ruth. This is your inner door. What inner door? Then after all that mumbo-jumbo, I had to go to a beach. Didn't that relax you, Mother Ruth? Heck no. You know how I hate the beach. Burning of the sun, the jellyfish, drowning. Oh, my lord. She started waving her hands above me like a wacky, waving, inflatable tube man. I am scanning your energy, Ruth. Scanning? With your hands? You're telling me I'm ejecting energy from my pores? You're not even touching me. I am working on your aura and the chakra systems, trying to sense what areas in your body are blocked. I can tell you what area is blocked, but usually I take Metamucil for that. Then she placed her palm between my eyes. Did you know I have a third eye, Stanley? I suspected it. Then came the Star Trek episode. Star Trek episode? She stood on the other side of the room, beaming my energy. You're a nutcase sending your mother to a place like that. Fine. I should have known better than to think you or Mob would be open-minded. Open-minded? She was pretending to air-sweep bad spirits from my body. And then, finally, she placed her hand on top of my head to seal the good spirits in. What if there were bad spirits lingering about up there? What if she sealed them in, too? I I'm telling you, I'm more nervous than I was when I went in. What do you expect? It was your daughter's idea. Let's just order something. Food will do you good, Ruth. Yeah, I'm starving. Good idea. I could use another drink. I don't know, Stanley. Ruth. Yes, Stanley? Close your eyes and channel your energy into a Reuben sandwich with extra dressing. With a side of steak fries and ketchup? That's the spirit, Ruth. That's the spirit. And so our saga ends again for now. But join us next time for... The Dysfunctionals. Hey, Monty, how great is it that it's New Year's Eve and we're at a party? Yeah, Carrie. How'd we get invited to this party anyway? I don't know anybody here. We just crashed it. That's how it's done these days. I guess we're just a couple of 21st century partiers, aren't we? That's for sure. Why don't we look around here for some women who might be interested in spending some time with guys like us? Yeah, when the ball drops on TV at midnight, you're supposed to kiss someone. I know. It's usually just me and the dog at the couch. Not tonight. We're on the prowl on New Year's Eve. Hey, hey, Monty. Look at those two over there. I think they're looking at us. Yeah, they're giving us the corner eye. Corner eye? What's that? It's when a woman looks at you out of the corner of her eye because she doesn't want you to see her stare at you but she still wants you to know she's interested. Really? How do you know so much about women? James Bond movies. He gets the corner eye all the time. Then he goes in for the kill. Oh, yeah. Let's go over and talk to those two. And then we'll go in for the kill. Sounds good. Just don't say anything about corner eye. That's a secret only guys like James Bond and us know about. Okay, let's go. Try to look like James Bond. I always try to look like James Bond. Uh, you better try harder. Hey there, girls. It's New Year's Eve. Hmm. Let me check my calendar. Yep, you're right. It's New Year's Eve. We've never seen you guys before. 
How do you know Mel? Mel? Mel who? He's the one giving the party. This is his house. Didn't he invite you? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, we know him by his real name, Melvin. Ooh, good one, Monty. Quick thinking. I'm Monty. Carrie. Sally. Sandy. Uh, we were noticing your matching flowered shirts. Yeah, we noticed you noticing. From the corner. Quiet, Carrie. Don't give away the secret. What are you guys drinking? Rum and Cokes. Shaking, not stirred. <laughs> <laughs> well, they sure are putting you guys in a good mood. Can you get us a couple of those drinks? Oh, sure, ladies. We'll be right back. What a couple of lunkheads. Yeah, well, uh, after a few rum and cokes, maybe they'll look a little better. Yeah, maybe those matching flowered shirts will come back into fashion by then. Hey, Monty, we sure cornered the market on those corner-eyed girls, didn't we? Yeah, Carrie, James Bond would be proud of us. Let's get those drinks and get back to those girls before they change their minds. Aye, but uh, how do we decide who ends up with who? Let them decide. That's how James Bond would handle it. Uh. Well, here they come. Which one do, do you want? I don't know. How about the one with the flowered shirt? No, that's the one I want. You take the other one with the flowered shirt. <laughs> All those flowered shirts are getting me confused, and I haven't even started drinking yet. Hey, Sally and Sandy. We're Monty and Carrie. Remember us? Yeah, <laughs> we remember the flowered shirts. We remembered you like rum and Cokes. Shaken, not stirred. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are having a good time. Well, it is New Year's Eve. Oh, look. Here comes Mel. Mel! Hey, Mel. Your friends Monty and Carrie are here. They've been calling you Melvin. Uh-oh. No, don't tell him that. He hates it when we call him Melvin. You know, Monty, we better get out of here. I just remembered I left my dog home all alone, and he usually expects me to be there on New Year's Eve. Right. So long, girls. Nice talking to you. But you can't leave now. The ball's about to drop on TV. We need someone to kiss. Yeah, we were looking forward to getting close to those uh, flowered shirts. Happy New Year! Well, now I guess we'll have to get our own drinks. I wonder why they took off so fast. Yeah, you know those dog lovers. Hey, look, Sally. There's two more single guys. Let's give them the corner eye. Then we'll go in for the kill. What you have been hearing is a little bit of a song called Nashville from our new guest artist called Jatoba. They are from Brattleboro, Vermont. I am really excited to have this man on our show. They play Groovegrass. In the studio, I have Jason Skaggs and Baby Graham with me. And uh, hi, Jason. Nice talking with you. Hi, how's it, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. I'm really enjoying the song. Nashville it has such a different type of rhythm. I love the instrumentation. And I, I want to hear so much about who you are and the background is so far. But right now, I'm going to keep it to Nashville. Tell me about this song. Pretty uh, self-explanatory a bit. It's about, it's about a woman and about the town of Nashville. We work closely with the lyricist named Brother Country, and he has different kind of blog sites online. He wrote the idea, the general idea for this song, he kind of came up with. 
because he's been living in Nashville for probably 10 years now and we're going back and forth with this woman and it's you know ups and downs and I collaborate with him all the time so he he just sends me like just a pleasure of music of lyrics and this one really just grabbed a hold of me I could hear I could really hear the rhythm coming right out in that chorus the chorus was kind of where it started it's kind of a story, you know, but it's basically about a woman, you know, and about releasing yourself into Nashville and going there, following a woman and everything that unravels after that, good good and bad, I guess. You have been nominated, I've been looking at your site, at Vermont's Best Bluegrass Band three years in a row now, and I find yep. that intriguing. That's That's fabulous. Congratulations. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Well, I'm going to have our audience listen to more of Nashville because they deserve to listen to such wonderful music. This is Groovegrass, which is a combination of bluegrass and newgrass together. Um, interesting type of form, but it's very soulful and really cool to listen to. Let's listen to Nashville. Disrespecting me, 
So release me now from Nashville and set me free. What's your New Year's resolution going to be this year? I don't know yet. Well, you better hurry up and figure it out. You're running out of time. What you talking about? I got plenty of time. No, you don't. The New Year is almost here. You can't wait until the last minute. I got time. Don't worry. So I won't worry. What about you, Claire? You got yours yet? Yeah, but I didn't like the one I picked, so I changed it. You changed it. Did you hear that, Mary? She changed it. You can't change it. You gotta stick with what you picked. She can't do that, can she, Mary? Mamie, it's her pick. She can change it if she wants. Why are you always trying to start trouble? Go ahead and change it, Claire. It's your pick. I told you I already changed it. I got a new one now. So what's the new one? Leave Claire alone, Mamie. Who cares what the pick was? It doesn't matter. Of course it matters, but forget about it. It doesn't matter now. What's the new pick? I ain't saying. What do you mean you ain't saying? She ain't saying, Mamie. That's what she means. So let it go. Claire, you don't have to say. Okay, I'll say. Claire, you don't have to say. Don't matter. I'll say. I was going to give up smoking. There. I told you. What's wrong with that one? Ain't nothing wrong with it, Mimi. I didn't say there was. I just changed it. Is all. What? Don't you want to stop smoking? Sure, I do. But if I quit, I'm only going to start back up again because I like it so much. So why waste my time by quitting? That's ridiculous. What do you mean ridiculous? If I like it so much, then why should I give it up? Tell me that, Mimi. Because you keep complaining about it. That's why. Oh yeah. So, am I to surmise that you're going to give up your <clears throat> wifely duties any time soon because you do nothing but complain about that? <laughs> <laughs> Claire's got a good point, Mimi. You do complain about it a lot. I don't complain. <laughs> I think she should be complaining about it right now, Mary. Look at her hair. It's all matted down on the one side. <laughs> her lipstick is kind of smeared too. <laughs> the thing I don't get is how she could even leave the house while the back of her blouse is all wrinkly. It's like she didn't even check the mirror. That and her shirt is only tucked in halfway. Who does that? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. You can tell that she's been doing just by looking at her. <laughs> <laughs> and what she did just before she came over here. <laughs> <laughs> So, Mimi, what's your resolution? Mimi? Where'd she go? Well, I don't know. She was here a minute ago. You think she left? Because that would be pretty rude if she did. Not saying goodbye or nothing. Yeah, maybe she went to the toilet. Well, if she did, she's going to be in there for a while. She always is. <laughs> maybe Mimi should make spending less time in the toilet her New Year's resolution, huh? <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that resolution will last very long, either. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Claire, uh, what is your New Year's resolution going to be? I think I'm going to quit smoking. Okay, I am back with Jason Skaggs. I love this groove grass that I'm listening to. Tell me about how you started this band. Where did you come up with the name, Jatoba? And uh, give me some background. John James and I together vocalist and 
guitar mandolin player. Uh, he and I had been, we grew up in southwestern Virginia, in Roanoke, Virginia, and we had known each other for an extremely long time, and we played music together for, was it 2016 now? Um, easily 16 years. And we've been in and out of two bands around the country, and this band, we were finally like, let's just start a bluegrass band back in uh, 2008. We started as a duo, and it was just way out there sound. It was kind of song, it was based on songwriting that had a lot of effects to it, and I was beatboxing, and there was multi-instrumentalists going on. Um, and then, so we cut an album then, and at the time, both him and I were doing carpentry, and there was this piece of rough song lumber that was around where we were living, and it had Jatoba written on it. And coincidentally, we were at the same time trying to search for a band name for what we were doing, because everything was either just super cheesy or just, just way too much of a stretch and like we were trying too hard. And so we, we found out that the Toba is a very, very old South American hardwood tree. Huh. And we started doing a little research on it. And the idea is that because the tree is so old, the roots are really, really deep. And that phrase there has been the main thing that has stuck with me. And because John and I have played music throughout most of our adult lives together, that just kind of symbolized what we were doing regardless of what band. And we were ready to kind of take on this new band, this new sound with bluegrass mixed with this kind of progressive, percussive approach. Um, and it, I mean, it just sounds cool. It, it, if you say it backwards, it's abitage. You know? <laughs> so it, so sometimes we'll introduce ourselves as abitage when we're really going out there. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I like the instruments that you use. It's not just the typical strings. You have mandolin and banjo and <laughs> guitars. It's it's great sound, really good sound. Yeah. Yep. And sit, we have, John also plays the sitar, which we include. That's what I heard. Yeah. Well. All right. Well, what we're going to be playing is Last Man Standing, which is the cover song of your CD that you have selling on your site, which, by the way, we have connected to our website, kbcabaret.com. We are going to be playing Last Man Standing. Tell me a little bit about this song before we play it. The concept is multi-generations living and striving and kind of breaking it down in this somewhat sci-fi realm of being the last one standing and or it could be, you know, the, from the perspective of being the last um, one in your generation, down the line of your whole family, maybe being the last, you know, male in your family with your name, with your namesake, or it could be applied in so many different ways, which kind of left it open for a lot of interpretation. Mm -hmm. well, maybe Hollywood should pick this song up. All right, let's play, <laughs> let's play Last Man Standing. Standing of all who you've known In all who you've grown with Have all flown home and known up gone To be the last of your generation As you watch the end of an era Slowly drift off into a mist of years 
used to be When the scene is left to being so open All possibilities Still to be the last one standing As it is not come to pass Crazy. I know, right? You'd think they didn't have a life. Or manners. 
I would like to tell them a thing or two. Where's his mother? Parents don't care. Hey, kid, tuck in your pants and behave. You don't want to test me. You hear me, kid? Heidi, he's not going to listen. I know. But just once, I would like to... I know. Say, I got an itch. Could you, um... Sure, sure. Where? Oh, right there. My back. Toward the middle. Oh, a little left. A left. Oh, a bit right. Just higher. Oh. Oh, my. Did you see that? See what? The kid is mimicking us. Where's his mother? I think that's her, taking pictures. Excuse me. Ma'am. Ma'am. She's not listening. Oh, I'm so sick of ill manners. Ill manners? Oh, hi, Professor. Doctor. You seem to be annoyed. What's going on? Lack of respect and manners. Ah, yes. The doctor and I are doing studies on this particular generational behavior. Yes. It seems advanced technology seems to offer much scope to the social, psychological, behavioral pattern of parent and child. Is that a fact? That is where the direction of the data is pointing. Interactive gaming and television seems to have taken over corrective behavior, producing what we call the me generation. That's right. We've done numerous studies on this phenomenon. Metaphorically speaking, participants in their play seem to be non-tangible props strictly for their entertainment. Well, then I'm right. There is more to good manners than holding your fork in a proper position. That's right. Good manners is behaving in a proper manner during social interaction. Hear, hear. Well, then that settles it. I now officially feel somewhat... Sorry for that, child. Honey, stop throwing your popcorn at the monkeys. That's not nice. They're dumb animals, Mom. All they do is scratch and climb trees. I just want to see what they'll do. Come on, Alex. I have a hair appointment. Finally, they're going. It is sad to see Homo sapiens behave in such a primitive manner. Oh, um, Heidi, I have an itch. I'm back with Jason Skaggs from Jatoba, which is a beautiful South American hardwood tree. That's what it means? That's right. Oh, which is fascinating. And backwards, it's even better. What is it, backward? Avatage. Avatage, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> the following song we're going to be playing is Davis and Dyer. Now, obviously, these are two people that you know that this song is That's about. Correct. Yeah. So give me a little background about Davis and Dyer. I would like to hear a lot, but we don't have that much time. Davis and I are two people that I really only knew for about 15 minutes. They were these two hitchhikers that I picked up down in southwestern Virginia a long, long time ago, and they were obviously traveling around. Most of the, the lyrics in that song is not really about who they are, but more what intrigued me about the possibilities of what they are or what they represent, or my idea of who they would be. I think in some, some realm there, there could be like some envy at that time where I really wanted to be on the road traveling, but there were certain situations that I just couldn't pick up and go. And I kind of referenced some of those feelings towards the end of the song. It just seemed like I could go anywhere with it, just from picking them up and then riding with me and talking to them for that those 15 or 20 minutes. They just gave me this whole storyline of wherever I could go about it. And the, the feel of the song, to me, represents 
the, the vibe that, and the feeling that they were kind of putting out when I was giving them a ride. So let's listen to this really cool laid-back song, Davis and Dyer.
Stuck here to the ground These are my roots that I planted To vibrate with eternal sound Well, you keep on traveling around the country I'll be stuck here to the ground These are my roots that I planted To vibrate with eternal sound Okay, my first on-the-spot GPS. This should help me get my errands done faster since I can't find my way in this new neighborhood. Hmm, set up. What voice would you like? Let's see, Irish? French? <laughs> Jewish mother? That sounds rich. <laughs> and about right. Let's try it. Press JM and enter. Good afternoon and welcome to on-the-spot GPS. So you should want me to take you somewhere or what? Good afternoon. 
Um, I just moved here last week, and I need to go food shopping. Well, that's fine, dear. Giant Mart. Calculating. Thank you. Are you ready? What? You think I should hurry with such a thing? Are you Meshugana? Sorry, it's just not, I'm pressed for time. Larry's bringing home some of his colleagues tonight, and I have to make dinner for eight people. Oi, shopping for eight. Do you know you can get the same meat for 20% cheaper at Smart Shoppers Discount Mart by the outlet shops? About five miles over. Really? Well, I should try to save money. We did spend a lot on the house closing. Okay, recalculate and take me to Smart Shoppers Discount Mart. I would do the same. Recalculating. Thank you. No problem. What's a GPS for? Go for five miles straight until you should find the schlock of a house that should have been torn down ten years ago. But enough with my spiel. So you just moved in and your man is bringing home some colleagues for dinner? Yeah, I just found out about it today. What a schmuck. Did he tell you this before? No, but, but I can handle it. Handle it, schmandle it. If you should need, I have some chicken soup with matzo balls in the freezer. Oh, uh, well, really? I, I mean, I, I don't want to put you to any trouble. Ah, trouble schmubble. If it's a problem, dear, I'd let you know. You want the soup or not? Yes. Yes, that would be awesome. But you're a GPS. How could it be delivered? Oh, simple. We're a star service. So I will connect you with the Yiddish Yenta Network and have one of the ladies deliver for you. So what time is this dinner? Six. Oh, then we should get going. In 600 yards, take a left by the yellow house that should have had the fence taken down two years ago. Such a nice house, but left for dead. Turn by this house? Eh, they should be so lucky to own a house as nice as this. This house was owned by two sisters, one who was a veterinarian but is now retired. No, the house you turn left at, in now 200 yards, is owned by the Schmendrick, who's sitting on his tuchus all day long. But that is none of my business. Okay. Now go straight for one block and make a right at the red brick house with the schmutz on the steps. Wait, you're just making me go back to my house. Naturally, I should do this. Why? I need to go shopping. Listen, my dear. When you get to be as old as I am, and may you be so lucky... You should listen to my advice. You have a whole mishpoche coming over in a few hours, and you want me to schlep this car for you to go grocery shopping. That's Mishugana. Now be a good girl and go home and stop quetching. A Yiddish yenta, Riva, has notified the on-the-spot network that she is bringing the matzah soup and the brisket that she found in her freezer. They should cook up nicely for you. We'll add some steamed green beans, and Riva will whip up some latkes and ragulas in no time. I can't believe you're doing this for uh, me. What do I have to do with my time? Let's not get all schmaltzy, dear. So you should think of me as your GPS boobala. Oh, thank you, GPS boobala. Mazel tov. One day you too should do a mitzvah for other poor shiksas in need. And thank you for using on-the-spot GPS by the makers of on-the-spot personal trainers and on-the-spot life coach. Have a nice day.
Jason, it's been such a pleasure having you on our show. I'm very happy to have Jatoba represented here on KB Cabaret. You can find this show um, linked into our website at kbcabaret.com. They also have a couple of albums that are ready to sell. Last Man Standing is one of them, some of the songs that we played on here today. The final selection we are going to be playing from Jatoba is called No More Pa. This is a tribute to the old-fashioned ma and pa type of twangy, bluegrass, country-type music that was played back in the day, sort of giving a tribute to Mom Pa Kettle and I and a lot of that type of music and folk songs, really cool stuff. And it's been a pleasure, Jason, having you on our show. And we'll lead out with No More Pa. Tell Ma that for what's gonna tell Ma? What's gonna tell Ma that for? What's gonna tell Ma? What's gonna tell Ma that for? I'm gonna get it now. Paul done ran off. Paul done ran off for Ma. Paul done ran off. Paul done ran off for Ma. Paul done ran off. Paul done ran off for Ma.
folks, that's all for today's show of KB Cabaret. I want to thank you, our wonderful audience, for tuning in. KB Cabaret could not exist without you. I would also like to thank our hardworking actors and writers, Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and Bill Murray. And I'd like to thank our hardworking sound engineer, Charles Berman, and his assistant, Valentine Monfuega, my musical engineer, Dave Rice, and a special shout-out to Christina Danella, my former music engineer, who is now working on Broadway. KB Cabaret is always looking for original musicians and writers. Inquire at kbcabaret.com. And sponsors, we have a special page just for you at kbcabaret.com. Just go on to the sponsors link and hook up. In Parlor City, there are no goodbyes, only farewells. Until next time, this is Bree Harvey. Have a Calabaloo type of day. Thank you for coming, coming to stay a while. Thank you for coming to spend some time. We'd love to have you and share our Parlor City. Again now to KB Cabaret.